Welcome to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. Listen, if you know anything about me, you know that I love the Bible. The Bible is truth, it's powerful, it gives direction, and it points the way for every day. The Bible will keep you from stumbling or from falling. And with the Bible, you will always live in abundance and in fruitfulness. Let's continue with the extraordinary yet challenging list of kingdom living that is found in 2 Peter chapter 1. I'm Carol McLeod, and I'm honored that you've joined me today as we open the Word of God together in this Bible study that I've entitled, No More Ordinary. If there's one thing that I want you to know about me, it's this. I love the Bible. It's really the one thing about my life that truly matters. I love every page, every word, every chapter, and every verse. And my passion is to help people alive today love the Bible at least as much as I do, maybe more. Let me tell you some things that I love about the Bible. I love the fact that it's true. It really is true. Every word, every verse holds truth in the words written. In the Bible, there is no exaggeration. There is no mere hypothesis. There are no random thoughts. Another thing I love about the Bible is that it's powerful. The Word of God is more powerful than an atomic power plant. Do you believe that? I do. The Word of God has more healing power than does the polio vaccine, antibiotics, vitamin C, or radiation that's aimed at curing cancer. The Bible has more healing power than do those things. The Bible has more power than the media. And aren't you glad about that? The Bible has power to heal. It has the power to change you from the inside out. You know, whenever I read the Bible, it always makes a difference in me. I'm always a better person that day when I have spent time reading the Word of God because the Bible cleanses me. The Bible reroutes habits and attitudes in my life. The Bible actually heals bad attitudes in my life. It reconnects the way I think things so that I think in a healthy manner. The Bible heals old hurts in my life. You know, for a long time, I had bitterness against a certain group of people, and I felt like I deserved to have unforgiveness and bitterness toward them. But you know me, I was reading my Bible every day. And after about three months, I thought, well, it's okay. Maybe what they did wasn't so bad. And after about six months, I thought, you know what? There's nothing in me. There's no guile in me toward that group of people. What healed me? The Bible healed me from that bitterness and unforgiveness. The Bible gives me directions. It's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. It helps me make the next step in life. It points the way in life. It points the way toward a healthy life. 
Now, one of the things that I love most about the Bible is that it causes me to think, to think hard, to really think. I have to get my focus off myself and onto the things of God. I have to fill my mind with rich, deep, challenging things, eternal things. And actually, sometimes my brain hurts after meditating on a passage of Scripture, but it's a good hurt. It's sort of like after you've gone to the gym and you know you've done the right thing and your muscles ache. Well, that's the way I feel sometimes after meditating on a great passage of scripture. And that's what we have been doing in Second Peter chapter one. We have lingered upon, we have hunkered down into these verses in Second Peter chapter one. And we've been studying character traits that Peter and the Holy Spirit think, believe, know that it's very important for us to embrace. Let's read them one more time. Now, for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith supply moral excellence and in your moral excellence knowledge and in your knowledge self-control and in your self-control perseverance and in your perseverance godliness and in your godliness brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours, if you own them, if you've embraced them, and if they are increasing, if they're growing in your life, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, if you embrace those qualities, you're going to be useful to the kingdom of God. If you embrace those qualities, you're going to be a fruitful Christian. And the fruit that you grow is going to feed a lost and dying world. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. Have you ever watched the running races in the Olympics? All of the runners are in the starting gate. On your mark, get set, go. And they're all running with their eyes on the goal. Most have trained for years, maybe half a lifetime for this one moment of their lives. And have you ever seen one of these athletes, one of these runners stumble and fall just inches short of the goal line? And in that moment, your heart fails and you think, Oh no, that poor fella or that poor gal, he stumbled, she fell, they didn't finish well. My question for you today is this, how will you finish? If you put into practice this list of principles, you will finish well and you will finish strong. You will not stumble in your walk on planet earth, and you will have no regrets, but will have lived a life of great abundance and great growth, of great fruitfulness, and of no more ordinary.
2 Peter 1.11, for in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly supplied to you. See the list that we've studied is the list of abundant supply. It is the list of kingdom living at its best. Oh yes, it is a list of diligence. It's going to take hard work, but my friend, it will be worth it. I'd like to close today's teaching by telling you a story of one of our heroes, actually a heroine of the faith. I'd like to tell you the story because this woman was truly known for applying all diligence to her life. She was born on June the 10th, 1920, and was the daughter of medical missionaries. She and her siblings were raised in the midst of disease, agony, and disorder that a civil war brings to a country. This young woman saw Christians murdered for the cause of Jesus Christ. Some of her dearest missionary friends were killed in China. Her parents, who were a man and a woman of great faith, exercised a profound effect upon the development of her character and laid the foundation for the woman whom she was to become. What she witnessed in her family home, she practiced for herself. She learned to be dependent on God in every circumstance in life. She had a great love for his word. She had concern for others above self and an indomitable spirit always displayed with a smile. When this young woman was 13 years old, her parents sent her to Korea to go to a boarding school. Well, she was ferociously homesick, and often days would go by when Ruth wouldn't eat or drink. So great was her emotional despair. But it was during these homesick days that she learned to overcome her loneliness and to simply take care of the needs of others. Her parents sent her to the States to live when she was 17, and she attended Wheaton College during the years preceding and during World War II. It was there that Ruth met her future husband and gave up her dreams of being a missionary because that was not his dream. She raised her five children alone on a mountaintop while Billy, her husband, traveled the world. Someone has said of Ruth Bell Graham, her happiness and fulfillment did not depend upon her circumstances. She was a lovely, beautiful, and wise woman because early in her life, she made Christ her home, her purpose, her center, her confidant, and her vision. She gave up her dreams in order to serve others. She served her husband, her children, and then her aging parents. Ruth Graham went to be with the Lord in June of 2007 after just turning 87 years old. Growing up in war-torn China had toughened her to life's hard edges, but it did not make her callous or hard. She somehow developed a zest for life and a love for God that few of us will ever experience this side of eternity. Her secret was an undying faith in Jesus Christ as her father. When her husband was absent, 
Jesus was her husband. When her health declined, the Lord was her comfort. And when she questioned her lot in life, Father God was her answer. Ruth knew that in good times and bad times, Jesus would always be with her. And that was the secret of her joy. On the tombstone of Ruth Bell Graham are written these words. End of construction. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.